0: Church, can we just uh, quickly put our hands together and welcome every person that's joining us online here this morning? It's nice to have you here. Happy New Year! Beautiful, hope you've had a great week so far. The first well, it's the 7th of Jan. Uh, Gold Coast is uh, nice and warm today, but it's nice to have you here uh, this morning. I, I want to open our Bibles to Matthew 7 24 to 27. And um, this is Jesus giving his sermon on the Mount, or the conclusion of a sermon on the Mount. And, he tells a story of a wise man who built his house upon the rock and it's one of the the parables of jesus i love probably from chapter five to six you see jesus tell us how to live and then the conclusion this is uh maybe a, a challenge and an encouragement that if you're a true believer or a follower this is what you need to do to outwork these things so if you join me uh, matthew 7 24 to, uh, 7 24 to 27 it says this Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built, uh, foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew, and bent against the house, and it fell with a great crash. I've entitled my message this morning, Our Life Built on a Sol- Solid Foundation. We all know that it's a new year. Some of us have probably already set out some goals for this new year, but last year, if you've uh, been on the journey with me, uh, I set out a challenge for myself to run a half marathon or 21 kilometers. If you've just joined us um, I set this challenge because I I wanted to do something for my dad who wasn't well at the time and um, he's still believing for his miracle, but praise the Lord, he's going from strength to strength. Yes. So I really wanted to uh, set myself a challenge and and, and then go out and do this. And um, I, I want to make a massive shout out to all of those athletes that run any short or long distance. You guys are like next level. Um, because I started to set out on this journey. Uh, I started running and I thought my running game was pretty strong, you know. I, I played rugby union, uh, that's a sport they play in heaven. Um, and-, and I thought, you know, I was a loose forward, so I had this uh, aerobic fitness. And I, s- I quickly discovered that, nah, I was really unfit. Like uh, these big salmon legs couldn't even take over three kilometers. I realized really quickly that my uh, well, conditioning uh, stay was really poor and probably my legs didn't have the strength uh, to, to take me to this kilometers and I was thinking, man, I've got a long way to go. But even though I had a good reason to run, I had this goal that had, was full of purpose. The half marathon was a, good, was a good idea, but it became apparent that I needed to build a strong running foundation for me to achieve this goal. I needed to get my aerobic fitness up, lose a little bit of kgs um, because I accumulate them really quickly. But when I started this process, I realized that it got harder and harder before it became easier. And when it became easier, I could then see that I had it in myself to, man, I've got a strong feeling that I can actually run these long kilometers. I had to adjust uh, my game plan you know, I had to buy my hokers. Or well, in other words, the running shoes, hokers. I don't know if they call that. But because I've got so uh, beautiful wide feet that the Lord has created uniquely, uh, I don't fit in the Nike Zooms, okay? I wanted the pink runners that, you know, make me look good and run fast and all of this stuff. But I had to readjust all of that. I remember I had to get a training plan. I remember I had to run more than once. <laughs> You know, it's a good idea, but you had to run more than once. And I love that, that I had to get a good uh, nutrition plan because my body's a temple. And I needed to make sure that as I run, I was in the best shape possible to be able to run. As I started this journey of running, it started to build strength and endurance because my running foundation or my cardio base started to kick in. Can I just let you know, I actually did that run of 21 kilometers. Praise the Lord. I've got a photo of a few of the guys here that I ran with. Hey, here, my brothers, my guys. We ran shoulder to shoulder. Uh, Tommy ran a little bit too fast for me, but you know I told him to slow down. But we made it, and it was the most fulfilling moment in my life. And this is what I realised: I achieved my goal because I was able to build from a solid foundation. See, the meaning of this parable. It's very obvious um, it's very obvious that we foundations are necessary. Laying a foundation it's the first thing to do when you build a house like I'm not a builder. but it would be pretty weird when if I was just to rock up next to you and start putting some walls up and a roof up and 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 have nothing for it to be founded on. If we go back to the text, verse 24 says, therefore everyone who hears these words of mine, it puts them into practices like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Jesus compares two men and their choices. The man who took his teaching to heart is like someone who builds a house that would be able to endure the coming storm. Maybe that could look like it's someone that's faithful. Maybe it could be someone that just loves serving others. That's what it could look like to be solid. Maybe it's someone that, just loves spending time with God and devotion. That's what it could look like. If we look at architectural structures, most of them are built on solid rock. If you look here in our beautiful city, the Gold Coast from Broad Beach all the way to Kulungada, we see a lot of high, high rises coming up. And if you just take a moment to look over the fence and look down, they dig so deep into the ground in order for them to establish a solid foundation. They need to to, to put this down so that the walls and the roof of the building don't collapse. If we talk about a house, a house is a place of dwelling. And it, it, it is very personal and it has a significance. You take pride in it, you know, you take pride in it, there's a sense of ownership. But a house doesn't just hold your possessions. Your house reflects you, your style, your design, your colours, your vibes. But within Jesus' parable, his house signifies life and what we hold on to. I love what Paul writes here, uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 11, it says, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. Without a rocky foundation over time, the ground will shift and, those who built, uh, and the house that was built on it will crack and break apart and fall. If we go back to verse 26, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The man who does not take his teaching to heart is like someone who built a house that will be destroyed by the coming storm. So let's talk that, uh, Let's talk about that for a moment. What does a, a crack look like or when if it appears if our life was built on sand? Could it be The spirit of fear, could that be a crack? Maybe you've gone through some hurts and pains in previous season, but you're starting this year still fearful of what could come about this year. Could it be anxiety? Maybe right now you're in a transition phase of your life and you're you're unable to think clearly because the cracks that's showing is is you're feeling anxious and you don't know how to express yourself or talk to someone about it. Could it be your thought patterns? Maybe last year, your thought pattern just took a hold of you, made you think that you're less of a person or you're not good enough or you're not valuable, but maybe that could be a crack. Could it be maybe our behavior or our attitudes? Could it be that you actually just want to be a really good person this year, but already in your mind, you've told yourself that you're a failure and then you're not good enough. Church, if we find ourselves feeling this way, and we're not wanting to live our life this year in that manner or with that sort of tune, my encouragement to us is that we need to get our lives back onto the solid foundation and to build our lives on Jesus' words and his promises this morning. Now, let me read some of these words to you. These are not my words. This is straight from Scripture. Philippians 4, verse 6, it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Romans 8 verse 28. And we know that all things God works for the good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. One of my favorite, favorite scriptures, Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope. The future. See, church, we need to declare these words, we need to declare these promises, we need to declare these scriptures over our lives as we set out about our year. Let me ask you a question: Have you set goals without considering the Lord in 2024? Have we just thought about ourselves as opposed to God? What do you want me to do differently this year, God? What are you what areas of my life do I need to grow in? God. What are the things that I've got to let go of so I can take on the promises and the goodness of what you have in store? Have we set out this year yes. and being really intentional that God, we're going to set a tone in our house that before we go to school, before we go about our day, that as a family we're going to meet together in the lounge and we're going to pray together? Have you considered the Lord? when you've set out to do these plans, because it's, I'm not saying your goals and your plans are not bad things, but I'm just saying, consider what the Lord wants to do in your life. Consider the plans and the purposes and the future that the Lord has for you, because this is what my Bible tells me if we declare that. His plans and his purpose is to give us hope and a future. You see, both houses were tested. One house did it fall, but the other one, did and the only difference is not the house but the foundation beneath as we start to build our lives the proper foundation of our life is jesus words not just by hearing them but but by doing them let me say that again not by just by hearing them but by doing them can we be a church that just just don't go about a week or come to church on a sunday just hearing the word of god and not doing anything about it can we be a believer this year that we are, are so challenged or we, we have a heart for the lost that we just don't hear all of the good things that we know that we can receive, but we can now proclaim that and preach that and minister that? Can we be just a church that is mobilizing our faith where you don't need a pastor, no leader, no anyone. You just need you and God and say, God, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to speak into, I'll be there. Can we be that sort of church I believe we can be? I'd rather be a doer than a hearer. Imagine if we all played our part in this room. Imagine how many communities and souls and people will come to find Christ. I think it's it's something that we need to ought to not forget that we are on mission to see the lost come home. We are on mission to see God's name be glorified in our homes, in our schools, in our governments, in our city. Over every person here today, we are here for a purpose to see God's name be glorified. So if I could give you one sort of application, one thing that we can practic- practically do to start, because I'm not saying this is the one thing and then that's, that's all we're going to do. No, there's so many amazing things that we can really start to reestablish and build our lives on a solid foundation. But one thing that's really helped me To really refocus and realign myself to what god wants is this principle of the first 15. now some of you guys have heard it give me a wave have you heard this principle before cool if you haven't if you just joined us hey i'm just saying to you this is a real simple tool or principle that you can take hold of today that if you're saying if you're listening to what i'm saying you go i actually love what you're saying money but how do i go about that well just, just lean in a little bit uh, longer here with me that I want to tell you about this principle of the first 15. What does it mean? It means when you wake up, you give God the first. How many of you wake up and go to your phones? How many of us go t- wake up and go to our emails? How many of us wake up and go to our schedules for the day? No, this principle will allow us and challenge us that nothing else matters. When you wake up in that morning, that the first 15 minutes belongs to God if you allow it to. I love that as I heard this principle some years ago I took a hold of it and it has changed my life. It opened so many other doors that I never knew that I could be uh, exposed to or discover or experience but it was because I started somewhere. See that's a word for, for one of us or some of us you need to start somewhere in order for you to establish some sort of traction to the things that God has put in your heart. So the first 15, now let me break it down for you. Let me break it down. The first five minutes of your morning is in God's word. You see, we can hear God's word, but if we're not reading God's word, then how are you supposed to do God's word? This might be for some of us that have drifted away or maybe have gotten complacent with our quiet times. Friend, family, uncle, auntie, nan, pop, mum, dad, listen to me. I want to encourage us that when you wake up in the morning, start with the word of God. Psalms 23 verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd and I will not lack. How beautiful is that Psalms? When you read it first thing in the morning, it's not, I'm not thinking about this person that's got a problem with me on my email or this thing that was posted on social media. No, no, I'm going straight to the word and say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, I shall not lack. I sh- God, these are beautiful words i wonder what it will look like for us if we start to illuminate the god's word on a daily basis first five minutes right say first five minutes god's word awesome the second one is uh the second five minutes is the five minutes of being in worship who loves worship there's something about worship now i'm a worshiper but I know for me, when I start to play on that one song, because five minutes is one song, right? So there's Spotify, uh, iTunes, YouTube worship. There's so many beautiful songs out there. Just find that one song and just allow yourself to, to, to simmer and, and think about the words and the promises and, and the challenge that you've read in the word. And then you shift over to worship and say, God, I just lay all of me to, at your feet this morning. There's something that it changes for me, it changes my life atmosphere. It's an atmosphere that I, when I start to sit in this, these songs and these lyrics, I want to sing a song, actually. I read it down here. Uh, okay, it's going to come back to me because the tune is like, there's so many great songs. On Christ the solid rock I stand Oh, the ground is sinking sand Oh, the ground is sinking sand. Imagine singing that before you walk into work. Imagine singing that before you go into a meeting. Imagine you sang that before you're going into a confrontational conversation. Imagine if you just sing the praises and the goodness of God. Five minutes of worship. And the last one I want to highlight here is five minutes of prayer. Five minutes of prayer. So you've done your word. You've done your worship, and now you're going to sit in prayer. For me, I love prayer because it's a way that I communicate to God. To be honest, these conversations I have with God that I'm like, man, I'm like talking to one of my boys. it's, uh, It's very special. Like, God, I'm here. Man, I stuffed up today or yesterday, but God, I really need you. That's how I pray. God, my heart breaks that I'm seeing this stuff, but how do I bring a solution or how can I be a blessing to that thing? The way that you talk to God is through prayer. You can pray for your family. You can pray for your friends. You can pray for healing. You can pray for breakthrough. You can pray for deliverance. You can pray... For God, I want to know You more. Maybe you start there. God, I just want to know You more. I've read Your promises. I've read Your Word, God. I've sat in Your worship. But God, today I pray that I know You more. Lord God, I don't want a quick fix. Lord God, I want something that's going to sustain me and endure me and help me see that whatever storms of life comes my way, I know that I'm anchored in the Word. I know that I'm filled with praise and filled with wish. I know that I'm able to declare and pray out loud how good you are, God. God, I want to know you more. Let that be our prayer throughout this year. God, I want to know you before all of my needs, before all of my stuff, before all of my requests. God, I want to know you more. God, I lift my hands and surrender. God, I fall on my knees right now and say, God, man, I'm here. I just want all of you. Less of me, God. Draw near to me as I, as you draw, draw I draw it near to you as you draw near to me. Holy Spirit, I better not rip my pants. Let there be a prayer. Come on, church. We need to start filling our atmospheres, our rooms, our, our places of work, our places of school with what? With prayer. It's a weapon. It's not for softies. Prayer is a good thing. For some of us who have been believers for a long time, we forgot to how to pray. Go back to Matthew. Where did I put it? Pope Matthew 6, 9 to 13. The Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. If you want to know how to pray, read that scripture. It's really, really good. It unpacks it for you. But what would it look like for us if we were to put God first with our first fifteen? But morning, I'm a night owl. I play games all night. Well, it's a new year. Here's the challenge. First 15, five minutes of what? Five minutes of Word, five minutes of worship, five minutes of prayer. Hey, money, I'm a shift worker. I'm not saying there's a hard and fast rule, but I'm just saying, what would it look like if you gave your first 15 to Jesus? Now, this is not the the one tool, the, the one thing that you can do, but what it does is it opens up other opportunities. You know what the cool thing about first 15 is for me, I started to find myself praying in the car. You know, sometimes I was just so fixated on, this is my seat, this is where I sit, this is where I pray, but then I started to walk and I started to pray. I started to drive to places and I started to pray. I started to do something here at church or do something for someone, I started to sing songs of praise, sing songs of worship. Whatever I felt, I didn't feel like I'd put on any other music, but I will just put on heavenly music because it did something in my spirit. 1st 15, what would it look like to re-establish your foundation this year? To put God first. Before you think about anything else, before you think about your marriage or, or, or anything else, God, I put you first. God, as I read your word, highlight the things that I need to take with me. It might be one passage of scripture. It might be one sentence. I love you version. these Bible devotions. Do it with a team. Do it with a group. Do it with your buddies. You can do it, you can compensate, you can comment, worship, prayer. I think you deserve an opportunity to start your year strong. You deserve it. Just because you've gone through some storms of life, it doesn't mean that that's the narrative you're taking into 2024. I wanna encourage us that if you say, you know what God, I'm gonna refocus and realign my life to you. Or maybe your prayer is, I don't know where to start. Well, I want to give you an opportunity to start. But I want to encourage us, the first 15, build your life on the solid rock, the cornerstone, and that is Jesus. It's not some great devotional. It's not some great quotes that you've read. No, no, it's the Word of God. Start there. Can I invite you to be upstanding this morning? I want to read james 1 22 to 25 but don't just listen to god's words you must do what it says otherwise you're only fooling yourselves for if you listen to the word and you don't obey it it's like glancing at your face in a mirror you, you see yourself you walk away you forget what you look like but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and you do what it says and don't forget what you heard this part here then god will bless you for doing it then god will bless you for doing it then god will bless you for doing it when you hear the god's word for god will then bless you for doing it he will so as we start this year as we establish our goals as we start thinking about what this year can bring Can I ask you to consider, put gold first, build your life on a rock. Don't worry what's happened, worry about, well not worry, but be excited for what's to come. Trust in the Lord, he is your home, he is the light, and he wants the very best for you and for me.